Hello, my lovely opportunists. My name is Winter. I'm the editor and player character of Charity. I just wanted to give everyone a quick reminder to follow our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for tuning back in and we hope you enjoy. Hi everybody, I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I'm here with Group 1. Say hi everybody. Hello. Alright, so many of you have noticed that uh, last week, uh, or the week before, we didn't really have an episode. Uh, with uh, the strain uh, on the internet and just getting things done before everything was shut down, we didn't really have a lot of time uh, to get a couple of episodes recorded. So um, this is us getting back in the mode. Uh, and getting recording now that things are um, kind of slow at home, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> kind of. It's been on its head still. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll get back to our regular recording schedule. Thank you guys for sticking with us. And uh, we hope everybody's doing well out there. And thank you for listening. Uh, especially in these times. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, so let's go ahead and introduce the group. Let's go ahead and start at the bottom. Let's start with Rodeo. Hi, I'm Rodeo, otherwise known as Max, and I play Aeson Goldhand, the half-elf fighter cavalier. All right, and Red? Hi, I'm Red and or Etta, and I play Maggie, the glamour, the human glamour bard. Yeah, Jesse. Winter? Hi, I'm Winter, and I play Charity, the tiefling cleric. Jasper? Hi, I'm Jasper, and I'll be playing your adventurous warlock, Willem. Willem. All right, so uh, that's everybody from Group 1. The last time we got together, uh, you guys were traveling on the wrong road, and something had taken the, the key to the mansion. You guys chased and followed and eventually found a spirit. Uh, the spirit had been bound by a con- by by a contractor or something something that he explained that uh, made him do the bidding of another. You guys then bargained him into giving you inside information in exchange for his freedom. In the end, he took this and then gave you guys your key back, giving you back your your uh, mystical mansion, basically. And let's go ahead and we'll start back up with you guys back at the cart. Uh, you guys will gonna be sitting there and you'll notice uh, kind of coming out of the <laughs> uh, out of the corner of your eye just down the road, uh, a friend of yours who had just left the other day um, uh, arriving back at the cart, which is a little. Um, just for my knowledge, it's pretty late, right? Um, it was when we were talking to the ghost. It was night. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's like trying to head back to your guys' campsite. Um, <sighs> you guys may have moved on just a little bit of ways away. Uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, it's a 1130 ish close to midnight. Hey, son, we'll, uh, look to Willem and, uh. Give him a nod and say, awful late to be traveling on your own. Well, you know, I wanted to get back as soon as possible. 
Can't miss everything, can I? If you only knew. I'm a, I'm I'm suspecting you are right though, right? Ah, oh, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I just needed to go out and do something for a, for a friend of mine. Maggie's eyes will narrow a little bit, but she'll let it slide. Well, I missed you. We're glad you're back. So, what did I miss while I was out? <laughs> we had a ghost try to attack us. But we talked it out of attacking us, and now it's our inside, our double agent, and she does quotes around it, for what's going on, I guess. It's around everywhere. Wow, I really did miss a lot. That's another statement. Well, I'm here to help, if you'll have me. You're always welcome with us. Never really had somewhere to belong before, so this this is new. We're glad to have you. It's time we'll nod to that. But we better get moving. We have a lot of ground to cover in an incredible amount of time. We can talk more about this spirit as we go, I guess. It just... I want to know more about this person that... I mean, that's what he's going to go do anyway. I don't know. Maggie's just going to shrug. Maggie's just what? Sorry, I missed the second half of that. She just shrugged and was like, I don't... We just need to know more information about this guy. But we just don't have the information, but that's what this guy's doing for us so we get more information. So she was basically repeating herself out loud and she was like, never mind. And then she shrugged. Unless he happens to be crossing us in some other manner as well, but we didn't really have much of an option. We needed the... We needed the key. For now, it worked out. And we'll deal with whatever happens later. Maggie it will smile like at Charity. You... Go ahead. It sounds like you made the best decision with what you had at the time, so... And he shrugs as well and just is ready to follow along, I guess. So, uh, if you guys uh, are continuing towards Father Fox, let's see how much farther you have to travel. So, roughly 50 ish miles ish, roughly. Uh, you guys have a cart currently, so that's about 35, close to 40 miles per day. So you get there in about a day and a half at this rate. Um, is there anything that you would like to do uh, on the road today uh, while traveling? Charity needs to go back into the house to sleep. Okay, so we want to uh, head to bed, get some rest, full night, or just a handful of people. 
That's oh, what no. Charity needs to do. Maggie and Asan still, yeah, Maggie and Asan are on their shift for the the cart stuff. Yeah, they just finished their long rest. And if I remember correctly, I had, uh, if I hadn't yet, I don't remember if we had yet, but I was sending the letter that I had written to Zechariah when we were in the other realm. Hmm. Um, well, not other realm, but where the mansion is. Yeah. So, if Aeson hadn't already sent that out, then he will, he will do so. Okay. That works, and that will, uh, that message will head on out. <clears throat> now you did use the origami folding paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go ahead and start with uh, you guys. Are, are you moving the cart? Or are you keeping the cart where it's at uh, while they're resting? Uh, are you kind of running with it? Because Everett will be with you too. He's not. He's not tired. I assumed we were going to keep moving. That's why we were doing it in shifts. Yeah, we're going to keep moving. All right. Let me go ahead and mark on the thing. Uh, let's do Maggie. You want to give me a 1D100? Yeah, three. I can do that. Seventy-nine. All right. So the closer you guys get to this forest, uh, you'll start to feel the fog kind of roll in. A very familiar feeling for you, Maggie. Uh, wasn't far too long ago that uh, you had just came out of Groggy Hill. Uh, you guys had dealt with the Maybelline bear. Uh, you guys had dealt with meeting Cole for the first time. Fortunately, him and his house burning down. And the ghost in this eerie, eerie forest. Um, I think for a short while there, you were even lost in the forest as well. Um, which is going to kind of play in a little bit as you kind of see these trees uh, pass you very familiarly. Uh, kind of feel like you're uh, back into the thicket. Uh, and one wrong move could line you up lost again. Maggie will say from probably sitting beside Aeson as they're as he's driving the cart, be careful here. We can get lost very easily. So much has happened since I last was in these woods. She sighs a little bit. Aeson will nod and... Um, look around and like you said the the fog is rolling in so it is it's a bit of concern but he'll try his best to stay on uh task and you can see that uh you can see that Mag maggie is thinking about all the all the things that have trans uh transpired since she was last in these forests so he'll just put a comforting hand on her on her leg and um continue driving okay. i have a quick question if i used just for like just for simplicity just for uh the use, like the utility of it, could fairy fire like light our way, like not like light our way, like as in light, but like outline mm -hmm. the trees and stuff like that, so we at least have some things so that we're not running into anything. I'm gonna say no. That fits more into like a cantrip called light. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I will say this: uh, as you guys start to get into the forest more. Uh, Everett's going to kind of steer you guys more in the direction. This is, his senses are going to take in a little bit. You're going to see him kind of sniff the air a bit uh, and he'll just kind of venture, you know, like take that, take that turn, take that turn here. Because this, this caravan's going through a lot of bumpy roads. Uh, this is old tree ranch, dirt road, no cobble kind of situation. 
let's see. Uh, give me one more. Can I get a B100 from Aesop, please? Absolutely. Sixty-seven. All right. Okay, that works. All right. So eventually, your guys's shift will end. You guys will make a full day's travel. I will say this: thankfully, you will find nothing along the road to stop you on this on this day. As you guys are heading more, uh, kind of into the forest, things are going to get a little bit more warmer. Um, Maggie, you remember this, you can kind of feel that you're almost about halfway into the forest and you can just almost remember the heat, uh, from the desert on the other side. Uh, but at the same time, it also kind of reminds you a bit of home. Uh, cause that of course is kind of what you grew up in. Um, Asan will probably see Maggie get a, like a soft smile on her face as she's just, you know, remembering home. And in the good times, she's trying to remain positive, trying not to think about what she might walk in on when she gets to Eris. Aeson will be smiling and trying to maintain hope as well. It's been a while since he's been, you know, in the whole area region too. And he has some fond memories of being there. Probably not so many anymore, but um, back in the day. So after your guys' shift, uh, who do you want to take over on the cart? I mean, so after our shift, um, let's see. Charity, if Charity still needs sleep... um, Aesan could always Aesan would always ask Willem if Charity needs sleep. Aesan would ask Willem if he wants to come do a shift, and Aesan would take a double. Willem could definitely take a shift. I mean, it's no trouble with him. Now, if you do a double, that'll put you kind of in line towards exhaustion. Oh, I'm aware. Aesan just it's you know that's uh, dire situations we find ourselves in, and he's got to step up. Uh, so you could always ask Edmund. I was about to say, Maggie would point out, she would be like, I know that you're trying to do this to get us there faster, but you're no use to us if you're exhausted. I know, but I would. <laughs> Maggie will softly raise an eyebrow. I just, I just need to get there. As do I, but I'd rather be house be there, one hundred percent instead of halfway. Can Willem hear this conversation, or is he in the house? I'm I'm thinking they're probably going to have this conversation separately. All right, <sighs> they'll probably head to another room. They do have two other rooms to go to. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I suppose you're right. I just want to do everything I can. And you are. 
she'll cup his face. You are. Just know that you resting is helping us too. Because then you're 100% to do what you want to do. Your son will nod. And you so, have been traveling for like eight hours. So at this point, Charity would have also gotten a full rest. Yeah, but it's more if, if like, I'm not talking mechanically. I'm talking about like if her character wanted to keep resting. She's been through a lot too. Everything's just been kind of rough. So, um, I said, you gotta remember, Charity's just like Aeson. She's like, gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving, gotta get, <laughs> and let's quit him, gotta get the job done. So, do me, uh, just do me a quick favor, real quick. Who's who's on this run this time? It's looking like Willem and Edmund, unless, um, I mean, like I said, Aeson would have gone and checked on Charity and seen if she had wanted to do another another shift. Uh, she probably would have already been awake and been praying for the morning, so she would say yeah, definitely. Aeson Maggie would give, it. yeah, Maggie would give her a soft hug. And then go downstairs to go read a little bit before she went to bed. Like she would go down to the basement thing to go read a little bit more. All right. Uh, give me a quick Arcana check. Let's see if you can get uh, anything from this. Twenty-six, Nat twenty. Okay. Um, you are going to be reading and reading and reading, then you're going to bump into a shelf, uh, and there is going to be a false face in one of the walls of the shelf. A what? I'm sorry? A false face. Uh, so there's okay. like a cuppy inside. It's like a hidden secret cachet. Maggie would slowly blank and then she would reach her hand she would like reach her hand inside to see what was inside uh there will be a large book uh when dusted off it will say um uh, the, the the knight's book basically hmm. it's knights not like k you know k-n-i-g-h-t uh it's mm -hmm. not as an n-i-g-h-t Uh, Maggie will look it over and then she'll open it. Um, it is a listing of active members of a very particular guild or group. Um, in attendance is your mother and father. Um, two tieflings with the last name Debella. Aeson's father. Uh, not his mother, though. Uh, there are uh, two known rulers from Bravul. Uh, probably, uh, maybe, well, maybe, maybe not as of recently. Uh, they're maybe five years out of rule. Uh, they've probably passed over their crown. Um, and then you have uh, one of the Truma royal family, 
uh, one of the Truman Rose family's name. Is there uh, anything else in there? Anything at all? Uh, give me a quick history real quick, because there's one other name, but you, you can't really quite place it. Fifteen. Fifteen. So, it's it's older. Uh, there was... Um, there's a person particularly a while back who um, embodied uh, much of what a ruler should be. Uh, and they, at one point, were ruling Croca. Um, now, they also had backing from Nottingham. They had backing from Groggy Hill. They got backing from Whitegate. And they got backing from Hollymead. This person was well-known as an influential person. Um, later on, it was well-known that they were uh, a traitor um, for a cult. Uh, and they had done some pretty underhandedly dastard crap uh, in both Eris and Graydon. They're now both wanted. Uh, but their signature here is as well. Uh, and they have signed their name as uh, Skullus Victirum. Let's go ahead and get those of you who wish to uh, get the cart onward again. And let's have one of you roll a 1d100. I'll do it. Okay. The dice are rolling, apparently. Aha, there we That's go. Okay. Things are a little slow. Uh, 35. All right. Mm, okay. So you guys are going to kind of cart most of the way. You're going to get to a certain point where Everett's going to start slowing the cart down. Um, the roads are going to get a little bit tricky. And the the cart itself is going to start to really jostle as you guys move forward. This place is uh, thick with bush and and tree, um, and you kind of can see some some older statuesque kind of situation. So that it's like um, it looks like there was some sort of uh, civilization here. It's the best way to explain it, and. You get to a point where you see kind of like a hobbit hole in the ground. And Everett will stop and he'll just be like, I don't, I think we should go much further. Uh, he's not home and I doubt he'll like us here uh, without him. Willem's going to look at the hobbit hole just like investigating it i guess um he'll he'll kind of just so as you go to look at it he'll kind of like put a hand on your shoulder just there's no way if you go over there they're in his territory in whose territory father fox would willem know who father fox is <laughs> yeah yeah um father fox is for most people, a myth is a legend. Um, he is the spirit of uh, the forest. Uh, he protects the forest. If you were to try to burn it down, he would be the venging evil fox demon that will eat your soul and destroy you. 
Willem's gonna gonna contemplate going into the Hobbit Hall for a sec. He's gonna look at the party. He's gonna remember the last time he did something stupid like that, and he's just gonna back away behind Everett. Wasn't uh, trying to scare you, but I figured you should. Thanks for the warning. Uh, you want to head in and uh, get the others? Let them know we've arrived. That's probably the best idea. So I guess that means we're going into the house and telling the others that we've arrived. Yeah, so you'll run. Uh, you'll you'll turn the key, of course, in the small chest, open up the portal into the into the uh, area, head to the mansion, and let everybody know. Charity, um, pretty much everybody at this point. I will say this: uh, it's been about seven hour trip, so you can go ahead and get the benefit of a long rest. Uh, everybody's HP goes back. Everybody's spells. Uh, everybody should be pretty much set at this point. Um, and then you guys will hear from Willem uh, once he enters the mansion. He's going to open the doors and just yell up into the hallways, Guys, we found the place! We're here! Isan will awaken and um, look around for Maggie. I don't know if she's still reading books or not. I think she'd probably be sleeping at this point. Otherwise, she wouldn't have got her benefit. I, uh, she, yeah, she would have ran up. She would have ran up with the book in her hand and seen that Aeson was asleep, and then she would have told him whenever she, whenever he woke back up, you know, about the book and what was inside. Yeah. Uh, do you guys wish to uh, head out of the mansion and meet up uh, just at the cart? Oh, if that's where, yeah, if, if we're there, that's where Isan would be going. Yeah, because Maggie would talk about it as they're going to the cart. She'd be like, I just don't understand. My mother and father never told me anything about this. This just seems odd for them to hide from me. Uh, I mean, my father never told me anything about this either. This seems like something they would be proud of. Indeed it does. And then... There's Dabella, isn't it? And she's going to be like, I think that's Charity's last name. And she's carrying the book, by the way. She wants to show Charity the book. Okay. And then she'd uh, go through the door. Would you wait before or after uh, this meeting with uh, who you're looking to meet? I'm sorry, what? Uh, would you let her know about the book before or after uh, meeting Father? I would let her know before, because Maggie thinks this is very prevalent right now. All right. So as you guys are walking from the mansion uh, to uh, the main portal, uh, you go ahead and let her know. Uh, Maggie would walk out of the portal, and she would look at Charity and be like, Charity, I found this downstairs. And she opens, she opens, she keeps the book open where all the names are, and she passes it over to them. I mean, to Charity. And she'll be like, and she'll wait for her reaction. Charity will slide off the cot and take the book from her and just read through it. This is quite odd. 
Is there any other information about this group? Because that's my parents and it, your It's parents. a guild. Why would they not have uh, talked about any of this? That's what Aeson and I were talking about before we came out. It seems like it would be something they're proud about. It's starting to worry. I'll be honest with you. It's starting to worry me a little bit. My my fam my mother and father were never ones to keep skeletons in their closet, if you know what I mean. All the secrecy is much too high over my head. And I don't know, it just seems it just seems weird. Yeah. You I don't know. But we can look more into that area later. We need to talk to Father Fox if you guys are ready. That would be I'm ready. I'm ready. So you guys will head through the portal. Uh, you will be greeted, of course, by two figures. Uh, one, uh, you recognize Everett, uh, dark-haired, white shirt, brown pants, uh, his normal humanoid form. Uh, standing next to him, probably around, uh, I'd, I'd probably say like five foot nine. He's not insanely tall, but also not insanely small. Uh, there is a gentleman with, um, okay, so his pants are very dark, stained over time. Uh, they look as if they've seen more than enough wear and tear, uh, over plenty of years of use. Uh, he seems nomadic in a way to the point where he has mostly, uh, markings, signatures, uh, embroids of, uh, tattoos or, or some kind of sigils on his skin, which decorate his whole kind of upper torso, uh, complete with fox-like ears and three fox-like tails, all in a um, on a like bright blue uh, kind of look. You can kind of feel almost an essence or or an air of just uh, time around this general creature. Willem's gonna not think, go up towards him and just start like circling him, trying to f investigate and figure out anything he can tell about the person. He's quite curious by this fi this figure. Okay. Um. So for the most part, he looks relatively mostly human, uh, save for one thing that's really gonna kind of like bring chills down your spine. Uh, if you do get within probably about two feet of him uh his piercing eyes are going to look to you and, and his eyes are about the same color as this bright blue color that he's got for his tail but that's just the pupil everything else all the white of his eyes is a solid black almost demonic Willem's going to see this and then back away <laughs> Maggie's going to look at everyone. She's going to like immediate. She's going to look at Father Fox and she's going to be like, hello, Father Fox. And she'll bow to one knee. Like being respectful. Trying to be at least. Uh, you'll hear uh, him and uh, you'll hear him and Everett share a couple of growls, uh, maybe a couple of uh, lower kind of canine grunts. Uh, and then he'll look back. 
Oh. <clears throat> Hello. Sorry. I don't get visitors, huh? In fact, I normally don't get visitors at all. What can I help? I have a simple... It, it, it's not very simple, actually. I was wondering if I could get information on a cure for something. And if you can assist me, I know you do not, I do not, you, excuse me, you do not owe me anything. And I know that, but I, it's, I'll be upfront with you. It's to help with my mother. She is very sick. Priscilla's poisoning, if I'm correct. <laughs> and I've traveled this way to find you to help with that. So you came to me in hopes of finding a cure. She will slowly nod. What if I told you it came at a cost? I would love to know that cost, but in the end, I would be willing to pay that price because it's my mother and I love her dearly and her people need her and so do I. How much gold do you have? Maggie will open her pouch up. I have 250 gold. I have another 240 to throw in. No, that's fine. I have 700 if you need it. That's fine. Maggie's going to look over at him like, what the hell? What? I don't buy stuff that often. Clearly. Anyways, and she's going to go back to Father Fox. The first cost is three gold. We need Milton pure gold. Oh, okay. And she'll hand over the gold, the whatever gold he asked for. It was three, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she'll willingly pass it over. Okay. Um, he will uh, kind of whisper a bit of an incantation. Uh, it will reshape and reform the gold into kind of like a small blade. Almost kind of like ones that you see for surgery. It's not like the greatest, sharpest blade in the world, but it's enough that uh, um, he's he's got something that he's he's working. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll turn back and head into his hobble, his little. Uh, hole in the ground and he'll come back out with a jar I have it what you're looking for I have but you gotta do something for me I got time though so I don't expect it right away but let's just say I expect it within the year Father Fox, I'm so sorry. What what was it that you said you whispered? I have a binding to this place. She slowly nods. 
And I'm sure you guys uh, may know that uh, I've lived quite a long time. So I'm keen on getting the hell out of here. I'm keen on getting free. And I'm keen on being free and enjoying free. I want you to find a way to break my curse. Can I do an insight to see his intent of why he wants to be free? Like if it's malicious or not? Uh, sure, you can do an insight check. Willem was just going to straight up ask him. I mean, Maggie's going to do that, but it's probably not going to do anything because it's an 11. An 11 is there's definitely an ulterior motive in some way. But it's just I don't know if it's malicious or not. No. Okay. Can Willem just ask him? Yeah. So, wait, hold up a second. What are you going to do if you're free? wouldn't I do? To the world, try to food, see the kingdoms again? I haven't seen Graydon in over 500 years. There was, a, there has to be a reason why you are, you are bound here. Oh yeah, yeah there was. If you don't mind, may I ask what you are accused for and maybe we can even clear out your name. My name is clear after all the years that I've spent there's not a single person in this world who's got anything against me besides the people who burned down my trees. Maggie will get a worried look on her face. Uh, no, he'll smile. He'll just say uh, they might have a missing arm or two. Maggie will chuckle a little bit. Well, I will. I do not see why I could not help you. It. I will take on this boon if you would like me to. Good. Because only you can do it, Maggie. Maggie's going to slowly blink. What What do you mean? You're the daughter of a royal family in the heiress territory, right? She'll nod slowly. The king of heiress is the only one who has the token who can break our curse. She'll turn around to she'll turn her head to look at Asan. It might be difficult, but I'm sure you can find a way. And if not, I'll do my best. Might want to hurry because the little birdie's telling me you guys are at war with Graydon. I don't think war has been declared yet, unless I've missed something in the past week. Um, he'll kind of pull out this, this sheet of paper. It looks very official. Um, it's written in an official heiress lettering. Uh, and it states that there was an attempt on a royal's life by the king of Graydon through an assassination. And that it is starting a war between heiress and Graydon officially. Maggie's going to look back at Aeson very worried. She's going to be like, that's not true, right? Obviously, it's not true, because your father was with us, and he wouldn't wait. It can't possibly be true. It can't. But that's not the point. We'll deal with that later. Um, but yes, uh, and she'll look at Charity for reassurance before she speaks anymore. Um, Charity will just look back, and uh, can she reach you? Is she close enough to reach you? Yeah, she would. She's like 
if you look at, the, she's like right there. So I would assume. Yeah. So Charity will just put a hand on your shoulder and just squeeze it gently to give you a little bit of reassurance. And with that, she'll Maggie will take a deep breath, and she'll look over at Father Fox, and she'll be like, "What do you need me to do?" In the vault, in the treasure room, in Ares, there's a trinket. It'll seem almost like nothing. It's going to be old, kind of ratty. It's going to look like a rattle. I want you to break it. Okay. Um, he will take that golden knife, and he will cut his palm. And he will add that to the potion and swirl it around. You'll see the concoction bubble and then meld into a greenish color. And he'll hand it over. Maggie will step forward. Um, and she's using at the utmost respect right now. And she's going to gently take it from him. And then she'll curtsy a little bit. And she'll be like, I thank you greatly. Mm. Just remember you promised to freed us. Go, uh, she's going to smile a little bit. She'll be like, McKellen's never go back on the promises. And she smiles gently. Good. Is there anything else? Do you know anything of what's going on? There's something bigger going on here than just the war. I haven't been able to leave. I can't say no much more you can you can roll an insight on that if you like i will i'm gonna pull lucky on that because god damn it <laughs> okay uh so we had a 13 <laughs> and an eight and i rolled a lucky and i got the uh, same number <laughs> um <laughs> what, what? i just sobbed a little bit that's all um, I'd say with a thirteen, you, you... see, it's it's, it's okay. Like it's okay if it's not. Well, he's he's. It's gonna feel like he knows something, but you can't even narrow it down as to what. Maggie's going to sigh a little bit and be like, "Listen, I am your friend. I am trying to free you. Am I not? We could be friends, and we can talk about this." My friends died thousands of years ago. Thank you. She shrugs. There's no harm in making the ones. You kind of lose the point when you live past them. Yes, but it's very sad to be alone. Even if you live for a thousand I'm, years. I'm not alone. Anyways, I just... I'd like to know what's, as much as you're willing to tell me. Unless you wish to hold that information until I free you. Which would be understandable. But... Whatever you can tell me would be greatly appreciated. Because it could hinder my way to getting that rattle and freeing you. Look, all I know is a little while ago, this guy came from the forest. Not this forest. The Elven Forest. And there's only one reason why I know this. It's because they escaped through another person that I know is territory. This person was pretty much dying. 
the elves gotten to him, a few arrows in the back, and well, it wasn't pretty. He was trying to escape and smuggle somebody else out at the time. And that ball but cost him his life. He made a deal with something that he shouldn't have. Something that uh, pretty much turned the poor man into a meat sack. That being said, that's what you're dealing with. I don't know anything about that. I'm not ready to fuck with it, I'll tell you that much. So if you do think that there's anything that you need to know, know that every last one of you are in over your heads. And we're about to ready to go into the reckoning. The apocalypse has started. And you're riding that bitch to the hallway. Maggie's going to have this look of, well, that's great. <laughs> you know, like, she's not saying that a lot, but that's the look she has on her face. And she's going to turn on her heels. Actually, she's going to curtsy. She's going to be like, well, thank you. I appreciate your information. And she's going to turn on her heels and march her happy little butt back over to her friends. Hey, son looks very troubled. Yeah, so does Maggie. She looks a little shaken. <laughs> but she's trying to remain cool right now. Any other questions? Favors? She's going to look at the rest of everyone. I believe that's everything we need. Good. Please. Uh, oh, I'll best about this. Evacuate my territory. Thank you for putting up with us for so long. And try to turn and head back to the car. Okay. So will son. After giving a deep bow. Uh, he will actually, he hasn't bowed to Maggie, uh, but he will bow to you. So we'll give a uh, very solemn not after the bow as he turns to go back to the cart. Okay. Uh, so eventually you guys will reconvene with a potion in hand, some knowledge, a full cart, and some information. Um, Maggie will just take this and after they leave, like for the most part, she's gonna go from herself looking very like noble and rigid and stuff like that to oh, oh my god. Did he give us the paper to keep? Uh which paper? The declaration of war. No, we never took that no. from him. Oh, I was no, just wondering if he gave that. No, he just gave it to you to look at. All right, we should set a course to get us to Eris as quickly as possible. It might be dangerous for me there, but I will come nonetheless. Well, if you didn't look like yourself. 
I stick out a bit in this group. And I have no way of... I have a spare set of priest's clothing. It has a hood. That could work, but you are also forgetting I am a very tall half-elf. If anybody sees into my hood, unless I keep my head down completely at all times. Plenty of the male cloisters walk around with their hoods up and their high faces down. Just follow behind. I'll be your first in command. Hey, someone nod. He does look a bit uncharacteristically nervous about this. He'll be okay. They're really baggy clothing. They'll fit. Oh, Maggie uh, will be Maggie's gonna be like, it's our only choice right now. I know. I'm not worried about the clothing fitting. I'm worried about being executed if they find out it's me. They'll have to go through me first. And she'll smile and tap his chest. Edmund would speak up. You'd most likely just become a prisoner of war and be starved to death in the, in the dungeon. Maggie you, will give Edmund. him a glare. A mom glare. Actually, actually Asad will probably smile at that one. <laughs> and and, and uh, nod, Edmund, you're probably right on that one. Maggie will give him the mom glare. <laughs> what? It's true. It yes, is. but sometimes you don't have to say it out loud. Am I supposed to lie to him? No! Or should I just stay quiet and not be seen? Edmund, do you have any magics that could help me with this? Uh, Maybe. Maggie's going to walk over to Charity. <laughs> He's going to be like, you got money? Asan will reach into his pockets. What do you need? Five gold? Okay, so I'll pull out six. Shit. <laughs> he'll smile. Um, and he'll flip through. Uh, let's see. Wise, wise, wise. Disguise, disguise, wise, wise, guys, disguise, disguise. Oh, pimple removal. That's a good one. Got any pimples? Not that I know of. Oh, that sucks. This is a good one. All right, let's see. Uh, disguise self. Let's see what that all does for you. Uh, let me go ahead and post that real quick. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that spell only works on yourself. Yeah, but Edmund's a wizard. He could write a scroll out. Uh, maybe. Uh, if he's got enough. Uh, if he's got enough to do it, it might take some. I have I have more gold if he needs it. It's mostly the time. I think it takes months sometimes to take. I think for a level one spell, it's only like a day. Yeah, let's see. Uh, so you make yourself including your clothes, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person. So the spell ends in the action. Dismiss it. You can see one foot or smaller. Between so it is, yeah, it is self one hour. Um, however, it can be enchanted onto an item. Which might be less time. So if he can get a week, he could potentially make a bracelet, a glove, or something with enough disguise person enchanted into it to change your face. 
So Willem's going to um, look down at his pendant and he's going to take it off, casting Eldritch Invocation on himself to make sure that he stays the way he looks for a while longer. And he's going to give Aeson his pendant saying, wear this, it has the spell on it. And he's going to look visibly sad doing this, but he's going to hand it over. Aeson seeing that it's paining uh, Willem to have to give this up, will look to Edmund and say, is there any way you could make something like this for me for later, possibly, if I take this for now? in case we get into town before you can finish creating one? I could transfer the enchantment to a different item, which would allow him to keep the item, since it's precious, but also give you an item that does the same thing, and then we can transfer it back after. That, um, Willem, how would that sound to you? How long would that take? Like, how long would I be without the enchantment and the item? Um, he could switch it over to a new item in a ritual that could last three hours. Uh, and then he could give it back in another three hours as long as you allow him to do the ritual. Um, so really, it's as long as you make it. So it would take you three hours, Edmund. Yeah. So if we can transfer the spell, Willem, we should do it maybe a day or a little bit less before we head into Eris. And then after we get out, transfer it back. Would that be acceptable to you? If not, we can find some other way. Well, uh, I'm... Wait, we're heading to Eris? Isn't that where we were supposed to be headed? Um, if, if it takes... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, roughly it could take a week to just imbue something else same spell uh, I need about 200 golden cost of equipment to do it though we're going to be traveling through Eris's kingdom though so maybe people might not be that happy about seeing a member of the royal family that tried to kill their royal family I don't think we did though what people think and what you think are two very different things. You're right, of course. It's very hard to tell a mob not to do something. Maggie's gonna smirk at that. You just don't say the right things. That could possibly be it. And he's just gonna nod along to that. <laughs> With... She's just gonna have her hands behind her, and she's kind of like swaying back and forth, like with yeah. a little shitting yeah, grin. Exactly. So, um, Willem, how does that sound to you? If if you're not comfortable with it, I can can try to find some other way. But time is of the essence. I think it would be best that you take the amulet for now. As long as I get it back, it, everything will be fine. Well, uh, Edmund's going to pull out his map and do some calculations. If we can keep pace and uh, potentially travel the way we do, it would normally take a week to get there, so we'd cut that by half, so maybe three and a half days to get to Eris. 
That's also provided we don't get lost or die in the desert without enough water. I can make water. And the other thing is we also do have the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, might be a good idea if we hunker down in there during a sandstorm or something. Maggie's going to nod. I've traveled this far, this desert many times, I'll be honest with you. Aeson and I went across it one time, and she looks over at Aeson with a small smile. Aeson will smile back. I remember it well. Yeah. Well, you've also die in there, so... You could also die in your own home, but you don't see us waiting for that, do we? I mean, yeah, but that's not comparable to... Um... Okay. I don't Just... know if I can get it into another item and just trust will take care of you it, it's alright if you can't um, I just want to make sure that everybody is happy with what the outcome is yeah so I mean three and a half days it's looking more realistically like you'll have to just borrow his necklace and return it maybe what I was asking though is if I can find a way to get you the gold if you could make another one so that I don't have to rely exactly. on his I don't think I have the time. It would take up to a week to do. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, in case we need oh, one for future use. Even after that. Okay, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, 200 gold for items cost, getting the rituals and stuff like that. Um, I'll need a sample of your hair and your blood. Uh, and a toenail clipping. Asan, um, if someone looked through his pockets, he does not have the gold for this, but he does have the blood of the toenail. You have the toenail? How much yeah. blood was it? I mean, not blood. How much gold was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, scare me there. Uh, all of it. Well, um, uh, how much it. blood? Uh, 200 gold. Yeah, it was 200. Asan, uh, for some reason, I only have 19 gold. Well, 13 now that I gave him six. Willem can help out a bit if he needs it. Maggie has gold if you need it. And you know she give it to you because you're her fiancé, and that's what fiancés do. They give their gold to each other. Exactly. Yeah, I, Aton will put in, I guess, I guess he'll put in ten just so he has three in case you guys we need it on the trip, like, to bribe or do anything like that, get our way through something. But that I'm 190 short. So Asan would ask if anybody could help him with this so Edmund could make him a, an amulet for later. Charity will drop the money in his hand. How much do you need? Maggie's going to raise an eyebrow. Overall, it was 200. And how much do we have right now? Uh, I don't know how much, whatever, how much Charity gave me, and then I have 10. Charity literally just would have given you the rest. You said you're 190 short, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I guess Charity's going to look over at her and be like, I can give you at least some back, right? Like 50 at least? No, hon, don't worry about it. 
she's going to put her hands on her, her hands on her hips, like her fists on her hips, and she's going to puff her cheeks out. You know me; I don't like having money on me. Fair enough, but okay. My son will give a deep out at charity for that show of kindness. I'm going to buy you something nice in the next city. Just you wait. <laughs> I'd be most appreciative of something, uh, maybe a new term of text of Aphrodite. Oh, I could do that. I will do that. That I will promise you. Yes. Um, you're going to hear Everett kind of give out a cry of just disgust for a moment. Uh, and then he's going to walk away from Edmund. What was Edmund well, doing? What did Edmund do? <laughs> Uh, he's he's just gonna kind of be sitting there with like a red face. Charlie's just gonna swing her and be like, "Is everyone okay?" Maggie's yeah. gonna raise an eyebrow. Hey, yeah, just uh, make sure you stand down the end of that one. Um, it's <laughs> on Alaska. Evan, how much? Uh, just a drop. Asan will uh, how do you want it? Uh, I don't need it right now, but uh, we'll need it in maybe two or three days. I got to get some things prepped first, but uh, it's among the list. All right. Well, when you need the blood, just ask. Okay. For now, though, maybe we should uh, head off. Leave. Oh, yeah. Yes, we should. Oh, Willem will hand over um, his amulet to Aeson and just say, use this in the meantime, and please be careful with it. It's the last thing I have of my parents. Aeson will uh, close Willem's hand around the amulet, keep it until we get to the city. Okay. I can tell it means a lot to you. Thank you. And he puts it back on. Uh, you guys will pack up. You guys will get the cart ready. Uh, will any of you guys like to return to the cart, or, or not the cart, to the mansion, or would you all like to stay in the cart for the time being? Willem's going to check on his plants. <laughs> Maggie's going to go downstairs with Charity if Charity's going with her, because she wants to Charity explore. Oh, are you going to the... So you're going into the mansion. Aeson will stay outside, drive the cart. Um, actually... Everett's going to kind of put a hand on your shoulder and then go, uh, with you being uh, out of territory, do you think it's good for you not to be uh, in the mansion uh, where you can't be seen? Maggie's going to smile and across her arms and be like, hmm, I want to watch this play out. I want to see if he'll actually listen. You might be right, but I also... I'm not one to sit idly by in the comforts of a mansion while things like this are happening. So do some studying. Yeah, I was about to say, don't be idle. You can study. Help me There's water things. my plants. There's things to do in there, Aeson. It'll also help Edmund prep his spell. No, he's good. See, I'm good. He doesn't need my help to prep spells. But there's other things you can do in the mansion. For one, you can look over these texts with me about your family and or that. Or you can, you know, maybe sleep. Maybe you relax a little bit. You've been on the road for a while. And I know you. You probably haven't been sleeping very well. So 
as your fiance and future wife, I say you go in this mansion with me right now. And she's going to walk into the mansion. So, yeah, he's just going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be there. And, uh, you know, uh, one thing that we could do is you could send a letter to your father and try to pan out this whole thing of what's going on between the kingdoms. If we get to Eris and we can nail down what's going on, chances are we can probably stop this war before it starts. I will nod to Everett, and then I will grab my sending stone. And I will say I can get a letter there instantly with this, so I might as well figure out what's happening. Go on. And uh, at least go get me something to drink. I'm a little bit thirsty, and you guys have running water in there, and right, you got uh, like you guys got food in there because I'm a little bit hungry too. Of course um, we do. Well, I couldn't hunt last night. Yeah, sure. I'll go make sure you have something to eat. What would you like? Uh, anything but kibble. Maggie will laugh and then she will go inside. Okay, not dog food. Got it. Hey, yes. Beef's good. Beef's good. You like deer? I, I can get us some deer later. Yeah. I like deer. Asan will nod as he's saying that. Maggie's going to be like, I'm the least picky eater here, so don't worry about that. And by the way, I'm assuming this conversation's kind of going on. Is is you guys, uh, you know, you're you're pretty solid right now getting through the forest. I assume that the the real buckle down and try not to be seen time is in the actual desert itself. Is that kind of the feel of what's going on, or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So yeah, you guys will uh, kind of chill in the cart for a little bit, just kind of speak with each other, get on the same page. Uh, after a few miles, um, Everett, uh, Everett will uh, kind of take the reins. Uh, you guys can go in the mansion, if you like. Um, are there any scenes we want before that, though, between characters? I would like to send my Sending Stone out. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and do that, and I think that's a good place to end it uh, for the night. So, in my Sending Stone, I will say, um, Father, I have learned that we are at war with Eris. Due to an assassination attempt, they claim that you perpetrated against someone. Can you tell me what is happening? Uh, you'll, you'll kind of push that through. Uh, you'll see the crystal actually light up, and a voice on the other side will actually answer. Uh, hello, hello, testing, uh, testing. Uh, you are coming in. Ah, oh, brother, hey, it's been a while. How you doing? Uh, not great. Did you get my message? Oh, I I got it. That's that's a little busy right now. Um, you know, I think I can get it to him in like three days or so. Um, I would like to know sooner because I think we might be there in three days. Yeah, yeah. See, he's just like readying his armor, and he's like, you know, stuck in the war room, and he's just really busy and all would you like to tell me what's happening yeah like uh apparently like somebody like you know framed dad for a murder and you know this that whole thing is going down and um 
Yeah, the whole kingdom's just like in an uproar, and it's pretty much just expected that we go to war at this point. Who can blame them? You know, them and them sand dwellers and all. I would watch how you refer to our brothers in this nation. However, do you... Am I required back? Nah, nah, they don't need you. You're good. You can, uh, you can, um... Fine. Can I insight check my brother, please? Yes. Do I get do I get advantage since he is my brother? <laughs> um if he was your close brother, so like if you guys had spent like a crap ton of time, but I think we both know you guys hate yeah. guts. Uh so I'm gonna say this is a straight roll. Fifteen. 15's not bad. Um, what exactly are you inciting? Like, what uh, what exactly kind of information are you trying to get? Oh, I'm trying to get, well, first of all, um, he, to, to Aeson, he seems pretty happy about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know why I'm not wanted back in this time. Um, well, when you guys made the deal... The, the deal was for you to be amongst the people. Um, maybe he's thinking that that's what you got to stick with. Um, and he's also kind of probably, maybe he's also, you're feeling like you might be liking the power without you being there. Um, you also kind of get a feeling like there's, there's a chance he might not even tell your dad that he, you messaged him. Um, is, am I feeling possible uh, coup d'etat? Um, vibes. Oh no, I don't think I don't think he's stupid enough to try to kill your father. It's more along the lines of if this war goes down, and you guys do take over Eris, that just means more lands for him to rule when he's finally king. Um. So, Asan through a through gritted teeth we'll say well i am going to do my best on my front to stop this war from going any further oh yeah yeah of course like i think i think me ditto yeah try to do our All right. best i'm gonna insight check that but give me a minute <laughs> right. i want to continue hearing what uh what i say but i will also interject on him and say you must get my message to father for him to speak with me as soon as possible. Not within three days. No. I have other ways to reach him other than this. Do not make me resort to them. Visarin. I am not jesting. (laughs) I am not playing with you. I have other means. Uh, It will go. The crystal will go dark. Asan will be livid. I don't know if anybody else is in the room with him. I think that's a good place to end it for the night, actually. Hello again, opportunists. My name is Winter, and I play Charity V. Tiefling Cleric. I wanted to say thank you for listening to us. We hope you enjoy our episodes as much as we do. Don't forget to like and follow our podcast so you don't miss an episode. 
Special thanks to Purple Planet Music as we use their music for our ambience and sound effects. Also, thank you to Cobalt Press as we use some of their monsters to keep our games feeling lively. Again, just a huge thank you to you guys, our listeners, for enjoying this journey with us. And remember, keep your opportunities open. Lord Almighty, I want to kill him. I will, I will literally find him and I will slit his throat while he sleeps. I loathe him. I literally want to shit in his cereal. He's a good villain. He is a Ramsey Bolton style villain. Are you now reading all of my outrage? No, I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh my god. Let's, let's read this real quick before we end this. Would you like me to do a Morgan Freeman-style narration of this? <laughs> oh, jeez, there's a lot more than I thought. Okay. That little fucking shit. He knows. <laughs> Get him now, Aeson should scream. <laughs> Bear making pouty faces and Scar saying kill him. Followed by the Grinch saying hate, 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 double hate. Hate, loathe entirely. Your fiancé is a sand dweller. Just want to point that out there. Yes, you. I know you can. And that has been my narration of Red losing her absolute mind.